0: Well, Biden keeps trying to blame COVID, Putin, or basically anything that'll stick on the rapidly declining state of America. And even Democrats in the mainstream media are starting to get tired of it. Let's once again debunk some of the latest lies coming out of this administration. Texas border cities have officially declared an invasion as illegal crossings continue to rise at historic rates. And farmers in the Netherlands are sending a strong message to the world as they fight back against their corrupt government that is trying to destroy them. Welcome back to another episode of Rapid Fire, and happy belated Independence Day. How was your second, fourth of July under the worst president that America has seen in a long time? How was it, guys? I hope it was well. Mine was actually great, and as I was watching the fireworks light off, uh, you know, above the city skyline of Austin, Texas, I realized that now, more than ever, we need to be in the fight. We need to be fighting for our country, fighting for our independence, and fighting for our rights. Now, in my last show, I had a lot of hope for America, and of course I still do, but this 4th of July reminded me more than ever that we need to continually fight and push back against the blatant lies and corruption of our government. Many things that we will detail in this show today it's absolutely baffling to me how much we are lied to by the Biden administration. But of course, before we get into chopping through all of the lies, all of the propaganda, all of the psychological warfare that we are being targeted with, I would like to invite you guys to find the show on Rumble uh odyssey on the website safsasofficial.com as well please remember to go to these various platforms as we are constantly under attack via censorship from big tech so please remember if you like the show uh, leave a thumbs up share more importantly go to rumble odyssey go to my website safsasofficial.com to go check it out Uh, also a lot of my band reporting can be found there and if you like to listen to the show you don't want to be on youtube you can find the show on apple Podcasts, spotify google play Please go leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It does help us grow in the charts. And I read every single review, good or bad. And luckily for me, the leftist haters have found my Apple Podcast page. And they have been leaving me a lot of one-star reviews and telling me that my show is trash. But guess what? The only thing that that's done is made me realize, guess what? I'm going to make my show even better. So thank you to the haters for leaving that review. Welcome back to another episode of Rapid Fire. My friends, tonight is going to be absolutely jam packed. This is our first episode back since the 4th of July and a lot has taken place in our country. Most importantly, the stark division between the two Americas that have formed over the past couple of years. Of course, you have the one side of America that still loves their country, still wants to see it prosper, and still loves the American flag, patriotism, and everything that this country stands for and was founded upon. And then you have the other side of the aisle that absolutely hates America, wants to watch it burn, and celebrates their 4th of July, vandalizing businesses, destroying, their cities, aka Portland, we'll get to that here in a moment, because they hate this country and all of the freedoms, all of the rights, and all of the privileges it has awarded to them. So we're going to start off the show today with a tweet from the Libertarian Party, because I think that it sums up very well where we're at currently uh, in America, and it serves as a stark reminder of the mindset that we should always have. Per the Libertarian Party, America's founding generation seceded from their government in 1776 over far less tyranny than that which destroyed your currency, locked you down, confiscated half your income, subjected you to a police state, and sent your countrymen to die in foreign entanglements. So this is what we're currently living through in the modern day, and this is uh, America under Joe Biden's administration. And what does Joe Biden think of America? What was the powerful message that Joe Biden wanted to send to Americans on Independence Day? Well, he tweeted this one out. He said, America is an idea, an idea that is stronger than any army, bigger than any ocean, more powerful than any dictator or tyrant. It gives hope to the most desperate people on Earth. It guarantees that everyone is treated with dignity and gives hate no safe harbor. It instills in every person in this country the belief that no matter where you start in life, there's nothing you can't achieve if you work at it. And to that I say, no, Joe Biden, America is not an idea. America is a country, a country that should have borders, a country that should have a leader, a country that is degrading severely under you and your incompetent administration. We are going to be slashing through all of the lies and disinformation because guess what, guys? I studied for this show for eight hours because I am so tired of all of the misleading head- Headlines that continue to blame covid policy not covid policy covid 19 itself because keep in mind that it was the government that shut down our economy it was the government that forced our economy to a standstill we are still trying to recover from that it is the government that continues to stifle our oil and natural gas production here in america stopping our energy production and rising um the the prices, okay, for us here in America. We're going to talk about all of that because, and you know what? I have been doing these types of broadcasts about how terribly Joe Biden has been doing since his first month in office. I remember when he first got in office, I had about a 30-long list, okay, 30-point-long list of all of the incompetent things that Joe Biden did as soon as he got into office. That was one month in. We are now, what, almost two years into this administration. And as everybody on the right predicted, things have gotten verifiably worse. Now, what we can trace a lot of this back to as well is many Americans and their lack of patriotism for this country. Why has America degraded to the point that it has? Why do the average Americans not care if cities burn, if BLM takes over, loots a business here or there? Well, it's because of what we have instilled in the generation that has been my generation, right? The millennials, what this next generation is being taught. We've not, we have not instilled patriotism into our next generation of Americans, uh, per Gallup, they had a poll that came out, record low, 38% are extremely proud to be an American, um, with 27% very proud to be Americans. Extreme pride is at new lows for Republicans at 58%, independents at 34%, Democrats, 26 extreme pride near record low. Of course, that comes as a surprise to nobody. And the reason that we highlight these uh low feeling of patriotism or pride for our country is because that is the root of why we have gotten to where we have gotten to today. Now, before we get into the actual news, I do just want to quickly go over how the left and the right celebrated their Independence Day. And we're going to start off with a PSA from Gavin Newsom, who decided that Independence Day was the opportune moment to sell his state and push The fact that you can kill your child in in his state. Uh, Apparently, this is a a right that has been stripped away from women. And so Gavin Newsom is now trying to coerce people into moving to California uh, via murdering their children. Listen to this absolutely ridiculous advertisement that a Democrat put out in regards to July 4th independence, our freedoms and our rights. It's Independence Day. so Let's talk about what's going on in America. Freedom is under attack in your state. Republican leaders, they're banning books, making it harder to vote,
1: restricting speech in classrooms, even criminalizing women and doctors. I urge all of
0: you living in Florida to join the fight or join us in California, where we still believe in freedom, freedom of speech, freedom to choose, freedom from hate, and the freedom to love.
1: Don't let them take your freedom. Paid for by Newsom for California Governor 2022.
0: Okay, first off, that was the most insincere ad I've ever heard in my life. Gavin Newsom is even bad at reading off of a teleprompter. He looks like American Psycho. And verifiable lies throughout this entire ad. They're banning books. They're banning freedom of speech. Uh, Of course, he's referencing Florida, where none of that is actually taking place. I was looking into a lot of the headlines that they flashed up in this ad in reference to how Americans' freedoms are being impeded upon. And it talks about the books that they're banning in Florida schools. Um, They're directly tied to to critical race theory and their math books that are about climate change and trying to, again, uh, push propaganda on the next generation and on our children. But luckily for us, we have a very strong governor leading Florida, Ron DeSantis, who says, no, we're not going to allow the next generation of Americans to be indoctrinated and to be taught to hate this country. So I'm putting my foot down and I'm saying no. Of course, Gavin Newsom, left-wing Democrat that doesn't actually care about his constituents. We saw that when, you know, he locked down his entire state and he was still going to fancy restaurants during COVID-19 while you weren't allowed to see your family members. Uh, speaking of which, uh, governor Ron DeSantis, just to go to show you guys the uh, stark difference between Florida and California, uh, Ron DeSantis just signed a new law where never again Florida families will be denied the right to visit a loved one in the hospital. This is now the way of the land. And, uh, you know, it's funny because Gavin Newsom's out here trying to say, oh, come to California for freedom. But California was some of the or one of the most strict states in regards to COVID lockdowns, COVID policy. Uh, People were not able to see their family members as they were dying from COVID in the hospitals. And so Ron DeSantis just said, no hospital in the state of Florida will be allowed to discriminate against anybody trying to see their loved one based on vaccination status. Uh, there will be no policies where you're not allowed to um, hu- you know, not hug your loved one if they're sick. So Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida actually trying to raise the next generation in the way that they should go, actually standing up for the real rights and freedoms of Americans, Meanwhile, Democrat Gavin Newsom is playing to these fake fears, this fake propaganda and these fake lies. I'm going to be highlighting how the entire Democrat Party, because to be quite honest with you guys, I do want to make this a show where anybody can listen to it. But the reality of what we're living through in the modern day is that the Democrat Party is based on lies, division and fear. Okay, and I'm going to highlight all of that for you. I don't just say these things. For shock value. I show you guys exactly what I'm referencing, this ad being one of those things. Now, let's also take a peek at how Minneapolis celebrated the 4th of July. Let's take a peek at how some of these Democrat-run cities have celebrated the 4th of July, these same Democrat cities that condemn uh, you know, all of the actual rights and freedoms that we have in this country. So live look at Minneapolis on the 4th of July and also to this video is just a stark reminder of why we do need our second amendment and if it's taken away, how criminals will still use anything as a weapon to kill you because if somebody wants to kill you, they're going to do it, whether or not guns or banned, uh, are banned. Look at what's happening in the UK. They were thinking about banning knives and scissors because all the guns are banned over there, so people started stabbing each other. So this was the 4th of July, this um, past Monday in Minneapolis. Just watch this footage here.
1: What the shit? What the fuck?
0: So for my podcast listeners, this car is just driving by and fuck, shooting bystanders with fireworks. These people are just are you guys walking okay? along the sidewalk. Shit, just trying to enjoy their 4th of July. Shit. And these criminals are just driving down the streets. Uh, And shooting them with fireworks. That's your average modern-day Democrat-run city. Let's go ahead and take a look at how Portland celebrated their 4th of July. And what I wanna highlight with this clip is how domestic terrorists, and this is what I was talking about in the beginning of the show, how you have two different sides of America. This is the domestic terrorists, the real domestic terrorists that are allowed to run rampant on the streets of America. Apparently this uh, famous TikTok star was driving down the streets of Portland after a 4th of July fireworks show, and she was met with Antifa. This is how that went. Are they peaceful?
1: I hope, I don't
0: know. Oh my god! <gasps> I'll be staying in the car. Uh, I'll be staying in the car.
1: You know that on video, right? Okay.
0: What the fuck? Should I tell Chris to come down? Do I need to do anything? No, I mean, there's nothing. The what are we gonna do? I'm not gonna fight again. So that's your average every day in Portland. There is a reason why I myself will not go over there and report because you will genuinely get shot by the domestic terrorists in the streets. The police will not help you. Nobody will help you. Domestic terrorists Antifa run the streets of Portland and every 4th of July they go and they loot businesses, they break windows, and they go cause anarchy. And in this thread that Andy Noh put together with this video highlighted there, Uh, This TikToker is driving down the street and Antifa, you know, they, they take a wrong turn. Antifa's in the street. Antifa decides to break their windshield. For my podcast listeners who didn't see what happened in that video, Antifa breaks this person's windshield and then they take a picture of their license plate to dox them. And then Antifa went online and was saying that cars were trying to run them over and threatening their lives. So that is what is allowed to prosper in these lawless blue cities. Across the nation. So that's one side of America. Now we have another side of America who still knows, doesn't believe but firmly knows that we are awarded so many rights, privileges, and freedoms in this country still. Is America perfect? No. Do we have a lot to work on? Yes. Are our intelligence agencies absolutely corrupt and working against us? Absolutely. If the FBI, the DOJ, the DHS were serious at all, I wouldn't be going over the border crisis or the fact that there's domestic terrorists running rampant in Portland. But unfortunately I am because our intelligence agencies here in this country are a freaking joke. That aside... We still have people in this country that know that we are still very blessed to be here. Uh, King Randall I on Twitter is one of those people. Now, this is a young black man who lives in one of the most crime-ridden cities in Georgia. I can't remember the name of the city off the top of my head. It starts with an A. Um, maybe Albany, it's a small city and it's one of the most crime-ridden. And so he started a prep school for young boys to teach them how to... Uh, you know, take care of a car, learn different trades so that they can live a prosperous life. He came out with this video because he stated on July 5th, so many claiming we aren't free. We've had so many ancestors that truly weren't free and they still moved mountains. You have the nerve to try and make me feel like I can't do something. Let me show you now how free we are. And he gives this very powerful speech. So on one side of America, you have the rich liberal, white, leftist Antifa members, because very oftentimes that's exactly what these people are. They're rich, white leftists who want minorities to be oppressed. I would know because I've been beat up by them. They're upset that we won't give in to their fake propaganda narrative. So they beat us up and they try to silence us. But the real minorities, if you want to put that label on us in America, know the truth about the privileges we all, all Americans are awarded in this country. So listen to uh, King Randall the First here talking about the reality of America. Let's listen.
1: Bert Washington's book, Up from Slavery: We read in my book club with my boys. This man's vocabulary is, is so extensive. We have to have a dictionary to literally read his book. Imagine a former slave having a better vocabulary than you. Mm-hmm. Come on now,
0: why you just messing us up?
1: <laughs> that is something extremely important. I tell my students all the time, which is why they want to read. That's why we have an 86 percent reading comprehension rate in our program, because I make sure they need to know how to read. There's no way that these folks out here, we they, they, we not living like our grandparents had to live. These folks they couldn't even go outside. KKK, and so we ain't got to worry about none of that. This is what they dealt with every day, but they got their doctorate degree still. They still open up their own businesses. They still open up their own schools. They still open up their own restaurants, movies, and stuff. But here we are in twenty twenty two. Ain't got none of them issues, but we complaining. Oh my back hurts. Oh, this is happening. This is happening. This is that's happening. It ain't nothing on the scale of what they had to deal with.
0: So this is, uh, again, this gentleman who runs this prep school in Georgia who is trying to encourage uh, many of these members of the minority communities that have been lied to by the Democrat Party, by liberals, that they're oppressed, that they have hard lives, that they can't make it in America, He's basically trying to change that entire mindset and say, you know what, you think that we're not free? Look at what our ancestors who were slaves did go through, and they were still persevering, they were still pushing through. So it's not that you have a hard life and you're oppressed in the modern day in America, it's that you're lazy and you have the wrong mindset. And that's something that I attest to and speak about very often on this show because I am tired of the laziness, I'm tired of the incompetence of the modern-day American, and I'm tired of the victimhood mentality that has severely degraded and destroyed this country. If you go to Europe, if you go to any other country, to be quite honest with you, and you look at how those people live and you look at what their media directs towards them, very different uh, than what we're paying attention to here in America. Our problems here in America are made up because we have such coddled and soft lives that people like Antifa and BLM are making up fake problems so they can be oppressed because their lives are so easy. And that's the damn truth about that matter. Now, going back to incompetent leadership, let's talk about President Joe Biden and the worst affirmative action hire our country has ever seen. Yes, Vice President Kamala Harris. But let's go ahead and start off with Biden, who tweeted out, Yesterday, due to the pandemic, kids are behind in math and reading. We know how to help bridge the gap. I'm calling on schools to use the American Rescue Plan funds to expand tutoring, summer learning and after school programs and to provide 250,000 more tutors and mentors for our kids. So this is a a big problem for Joe Biden, right? The kids are behind in math and reading and that we have a horrible education system here in America. But the the key point that I want to focus in on here is he says it's due to the pandemic. This is the leader of the United States. And I should have pulled this clip into uh, my roster here, but I don't have it. But Jill Biden had to remind Joe during his 4th of July speech to say, God bless America. And she reminded him and Joe was so lazy that he just handed the mic over to her. And then she had to say, God bless America, by the way. And then Joe Biden was like, oh, yeah, and protect our American soldiers. So that's our president, truly incompetent, unable to lead. America cannot go on like this. And when I view tweets like this, it's a beautiful example of that. Not a beautiful example, actually a very sad example. But we have a president in office who is an international laughingstock that refuses to take any responsibility for anything in our country. Look at our education system. Apparently, it's due to the pandemic. Okay, let's go ahead and take a peek at some of our elected officials, okay? Let's go ahead and take a peek at Kamala Harris because she wasn't educated during the pandemic, right? She had her education well before the COVID-19 pandemic. So we can't blame COVID-19 for Kamala Harris's education, can we? No, but what we can blame Kamala Harris's horrible public speaking on is affirmative action hires in this country. Kamala Harris is in no way shape or form set to be the vice president of the United States capable of being the vice president of the United States and here's a clip proving just that. So uh Joe Biden trying to blame the pandemic for a horrible education system, let's go ahead and take a peek at somebody who was educated prior to the pandemic, and and let's see how how, uh, our own Vice President turned out. Um,
1: we got to take this stuff seriously, as seriously as you are, because you have been forced to have to take it seriously. The whole nation should understand and have a level of empathy to understand that this can happen anywhere, in any peace-loving community, and we should stand together and speak out about why it's got to stop.
0: So this is Kamala Harris uh, after our latest mass shooting that happened. Um, I'm not even going to be covering this in our show. Maybe I should be, but to be quite honest with you, am I covering the shootings that happen in Chicago every single weekend? No. And to be quite honest with you, yes, uh, people died in this mass shooting, and we will actually will be discussing it a little bit here. Uh, It is a very sad thing that happened, but the most frustrating part of this most recent shooting, and how quickly the Democrats politicized this and turned it into a propaganda piece. So going back to what Kamala Harris just said, uh, let me just reiterate her exact quote here. She said, we got to take this stuff seriously, as seriously as you are, because you have been forced to take this seriously. So there's the American education system pre-pandemic. Joe Biden, where's your excuse for Kamala Harris? Because I'm hearing crickets right now. I'm not hearing anybody really able to give us any good reason as to why she's our sitting vice president. And if you thought that this administration couldn't get more incompetent, you would be wrong. Uh, apparently, Kamala Harris was at an essence festival that was celebrating Black culture, this or that culture, whatever. The point is, is that her own administration couldn't even spell Louisiana right at the most basic and core level, okay, grammar, spelling. This administration can't even get that done. That is who is leading our entire country. And this is the next wave of potential congressmen and congresswomen that are coming into play. Now, this is a video of Tiara Mack, who is running for Rhode Island state senator. She took this video to help attract votes. If you're a podcast listener, I'll explain to you what I'm about to play in eight short seconds. Vote Senator Mack. So that was Tiara Mack who had the bright idea of garnering votes by twerking upside down in a bikini. This is a woman who is running to be state senator, democratic state senator in Rhode Island. This is the Democrat party. This is the next generation that could potentially be leading our country. The fact that this person is even running is a joke. And all it goes to show is how much we've degraded as a society. Let's just watch that one more time so we can all understand where we're at as a country.
1: Senator Mac.
0: Yeah. And if you think that it couldn't get worse, unfortunately, it is going to be getting worse in this show, in real life. I wasn't trying to make this a black-pilled show. My last show was very hopeful. In this show, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Start the rapture, burn it all down because it is not looking good. And we haven't even gotten to the border yet. So gas prices are another issue that Americans have been focused in on. But luckily for us, per Forbes and Eric Swalwell, oil prices dropped 9% on Tuesday, falling back below $100 per barrel for the first time since May. And then Representative Eric Swalwell retweeted this and said, thanks, Biden, if he's responsible for them being high, waiting for that House GOP tweet, thanking him for the cost coming down. I'll wait. Now, I saw this headline and I was like, okay, if oil prices really are dropping, then let's give credit where credit is due. Now, this is what I like to call headline culture because nobody has an attention span nowadays. So all they do is read a headline and then they tweet it out. Keep in mind that Representative Eric Swalwell is a sitting member of Congress. This is somebody who is allowed to dictate policy in this country and is allowed to have a say. In American politics. So he tweets this out, right? We read the headline, oil prices are dropping. This is amazing. Uh, GOP needs to start thanking Joe Biden that these prices are lowering. But let's click into the article and read the rest of the headline per Forbes. Oil falls below $100 per barrel for the first time since May as strong likelihood of recession hurts demand. Truly incredible, truly incredible. And for maybe some of us who don't really understand what that means, uh, per CNN, because I like to give you guys a variety of sources here so you guys know that I'm not just looking at the right-wing sources, per CNN business, in simple terms, there are two ways to bring down prices, increase supply or reduce demand. The former is costly and complicated. Sorry, CNN businesses, that's a huge lie. <clears throat> Side note, the latter happens when consumers start pulling back because prices have risen too much and individual budgets are strained. That's what appears to have happened this spring as Americans watched gas prices soar above $5 a gallon. Overall inflation topped four-decade highs. So after inflation topped a four-decade high and we saw a nationwide average of $5 a gallon for gas. Less people started buying gas, and we're headed into a recession, and that is why the, bear- the price of oil is going down. But did Eric Swalwell have even the thought to read the rest of that headline? No, because all he saw was, oh my gosh, like the price of oil is going down, you guys. Oh my gosh, everybody needs to thank Joe Biden. See, the the, Demo- the the Republicans were trying to say that Democrats were doing such a bad job and that we're liars and that we're doing horribly. But actually, Joe Biden has been straining our strategic oil reserves and now the price of oil is going down. Oh, oh he, he sent the, the oil from the strategic oil reserves to foreign countries? Oh, <laughs> oh, and also the reason why the price of oil is going down is because we're headed for a recession and not that many people are buying gas, which goes back to the most basic concepts of economy of supply and demand. Wow. Yeah, that's Eric Swalwell, a sitting member of Congress. This freaking country's a joke. Uh, going back to what I just said to poor Reuters oil from U.S. reserves sent overseas as gasoline prices stay high. This came out today. Uh, more than 5 million barrel, barrels of oil that were part of the historic U.S. emergency reserves release to lower domestic fuel prices were exported to Europe and Asia last month, according to data and sources, even as U.S. gasoline and diesel prices hit record highs. The export of crude and fuel is blunting the impact of the moves by U.S. President Joe Biden to lower record pump prices. Biden on Saturday renewed a call for gasoline suppliers to cut their prices, drawing criticism from Amazon founder Jeff Bezos. So even Jeff Bezos is coming out and it's like, uh, how is it that our own president doesn't understand basic economics? And here's Joe Biden calling for gas stations to simply lower their prices because this is the newest Democrat lie regarding why gas prices are so high. They're saying it's just greedy oil companies. It's just greedy gas stations that are taking advantage of a horrific situation, the war between Russia and Ukraine, and they're price gouging, you guys. Well, luckily for us, we have one of the most competent leaders in the history of probably the universe. And Joe Biden has come out with a solution, guys. Joe Biden says, my message to the companies running gas stations and setting prices at the pump is simple. This is a time of war and global peril. Bring down the price you are charging at the pump to reflect the cost you're paying for the product and do it now. Oh, my gosh. Joe Biden solves all of the world's problems, you guys. I mean... We didn't have to have $5 gas this whole time. All Joe Biden had to do was tweet out like, OMG, guys, can you just like lower the price? That, that's not how that works. So we do have Jeff Bezos now coming out, calling out the president of the United States. And then we have troll accounts on Twitter that are ratioing the president Ahead of the 4th of of July, because that's how ridiculous he is. This uh, troll account says, thank you for this tweet, Mr. President, my local gas station. I'll drop their prices $2 instantly because they had your tweet notifications on. And this almost has as many likes as Joe Biden's original tweet. Again, basically ratioing the president of the United States, because that's how dumb his take was regarding how to bring oil prices down per Walter Kern on Twitter as well. He said, I grew up working in gas stations. They aren't predatory money machines, can't afford to be due to intense competition because there's usually another one just down the block whose prices are posted on a big sign for all to see. What silly, amateur, condescending BS. And again, anybody with common sense would simply ask the question, Okay, if these companies, because let's think about this in layman's terms, right? Let's think about this as somebody who has no understanding of basic economics at all could think about this from a common sense view, right? If these gas companies wanted to price gouge, why weren't they doing it under Donald Trump? If they could have set their... uh, their prices is to $5 a gallon, why is it that they weren't doing it under Donald Trump? And if somebody responds with, well, because there wasn't a war between Russia and Ukraine under Donald Trump. Okay, why is that? Yeah, you remember what happened when uh, Iran and Soleimani killed Americans, Donald Trump went in and blew them away and taught them a lesson. We were feared as a country under President Donald Trump. We were respected as a country. We were not an international laughingstock with our president tweeting out complete BS tweeting out complete nonsense every single day. And you know what, I'm fake news. This isn't even Joe Biden that's tweeting this out. This is his White House intern who clearly just graduated high school and has no idea how basic economics works, which is why they're like, like, you know, it's probably that TikToker, um, that young man with long nails that's like, Dear Gas Company, I am tweeting from Joe Biden's account. Um, Please stop being so rude to Americans and just like lower the gas prices, thanks. XOXO, Joe Biden's gay intern. Kisses, kisses, love, love, hugs. Gay pride, gay pride, trans kids are real. That's genuinely how I view this entire administration. They're a freaking joke. Now, I saw this article from the Daily Mail. It says anonymous Democrat calls Biden. Okay, I don't know why this keeps popping up, uh, but it basically goes on to talk about how Democrats are calling Biden rudderless, aimless, and hopeless in a damning report that compares the gas tax holiday plan to throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. Now, I was reading through this article and I didn't see, uh, I guess, the source. I guess the person writing this article had inside sources that were saying this. But even CNN put out an article today and was like, yeah, Joe Biden's leadership is uh, pretty bad. And, um, uh, you know, Democrats are starting to get concerned because even the left wing is tired of Joe Biden and they're not happy with what he's doing as a leader and what he's doing to our country. Currently in Sri Lanka, they are in a state of turmoil and economic despair. I am going to show you what's going on over there. And that is a warning as to what could happen to America if we continue down this path. If we continue to allow the press secretary of the United States tasked with telling us the truth and responding to the media about what is actually going on in this country, we have our own press secretary refusing to respond to very valid claims regarding Joe Biden's business dealings with Hunter Biden and um, China, or maybe this one was Ukraine. I'm not sure which business dealing this was because there's so many corrupt business dealings between Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, and various foreign countries that, as we can see, have paid off very well for them in the long run. Our own press secretary won't even tell us the truth. Let's listen to this clip. Uh, This one came out yesterday regarding uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre, our press secretary, and how she is now responding to valid questions regarding the president of the United States. Moments ago, though, you seemed to dismiss Peter's question about his conversation with his son, Hunter Biden, uh, with regards to his business dealings. And I'm wondering, how is that silence consistent with the president's promise to always level with the American public? Because, you know, Mm -hmm. in in public, he says he, he hasn't discussed these business dealings. And then, at least according to the the voicemail that's been obtained by the Daily Mail and Washington Examiner, it certainly seems like he was seeking to do exactly that, have a conversation about these business dealings. Is is he leveling with the, the American public on this?
1: Phil, I hear your question, but what I can tell you from here, standing at this podium, is that I cannot comment on any materials from the laptop and i would refer you to the representatives of
0: uh, of hunter biden that's what i can share with you at this podium at this time yeah uh the biden administration told me that we're gonna go ahead and kill that story uh, remember how ahead of the election twitter went ahead and censored that new york New York Post a link about Hunter Biden's laptop. Well, now we're just going to completely refuse to answer any questions regarding these valid claims because we're the, you know, presidential administration and the narrative and the truth that we want pushed on the American people is exactly what you're going to get. So don't ask me that question. I can't answer it. That's our press secretary. Now, I stumbled upon this article, it's a bit old but still very relevant, from the National Pulse, uh, just to again show you guys how incompetent and how irresponsible this administration is hot mic, Joe Biden's national security advisor admits your tax dollars are paying for the upkeep of seized Russian yachts. President Joe Biden's national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, revealed that the U.S. federal government is using taxpayer cash to maintain seized Russian yachts, according to a report from Insider. The accidental admission caught on a hot mic came during an event at the Center for a New American Security on June 16th. And then it goes on to talk about how the live stream of the event which was uploaded to YouTube has since been deleted and the pair's personal conversation before the publicized discussion portion of uh, the CNAS was also included in that deleted live stream. So do you see how censorship works? Do you see how government propaganda works and how the Biden administration utilizing our own press secretary to keep the truth from the American people and then big tech coming in and making sure that they clean up any extra evidence. Oh, uh, oh no, uh, the uh, members of the Biden administration We're caught on a hot mic talking about how we are allocating Americans' taxpayer dollars to something completely useless, uh, seizing Russian yachts. Uh, Yeah, we're going to have to delete that off the face of the earth so that the American people don't know what's happening. Uh, You know, George Orwell wrote 1984, and in that book they talk about how uh, they basically go in through history books and some people are tasked with going in and rewriting the history in the modern day, and that's exactly what we are living through right now. I was on OAN with Karen McKinney talking about censorship and why it impacts each and every single American, and I discussed how we already see in the modern day, how bold-faced the Democrat party lies to us. You have people in society who will boldface tell you that women can have a penis. They deny basic science. They say that Donald Trump was Hitler and that Joe Biden is the best thing to ever happen to America. As our economy is failing, we're dealing with record high inflation rates. Our supply chain is crumbling around us. The grocery stores' shelves are empty. We're being lied to every single day. And if these people are bold enough to do this to us, as we can see the degradation with our own two eyes, what do you think they're going to write in our history books? And to give you guys an example of the already modern day rewriting of history, uh, this, these are two articles from Salon. One is from April of 2021, and the headline reads, Trump's big lie in Hitler's. Is this how America's slide into totalitarianism begins? And then we flip over to 2022, and Salon writes a headline about Joe Biden, and their headline for Joe reads, how Joe Biden is like America's founding fathers. And no, I'm not kidding. So the media consistently reporting very favorably on Joe Biden, they trashed Donald Trump for his entire presidency. They're already rewriting history in front of our very eyes. What do you think the next generation is going to be taught? Why do you think it's so important for us to have strong governors that are willing to stand up for truth in society To be quite honest, truth is one of the most valuable things that we have left and one of the hardest things to come by in the modern day. If you're willing to tell the truth, your career is going to be destroyed, your reputation is going to be destroyed, the government will come after you, they will target you, and they will ruin your life. And no, I'm not being dramatic. I know people personally who have had their bank accounts shut down, who have been thrown in jail for having the audacity to walk on the Capitol on January 6th. I know people who defended their businesses during the BLM riots and then the police took them away because they had the audacity to protect the business that they worked for, the blood, sweat, and tears that they poured into their family owned business and property. The police took them away, not the domestic terrorists running the streets. That's the modern day left. And I have such a serious tone today because I am so tired of the lies and propaganda that we are consistently being targeted with every single day. And this is why it's important that we combat them. I oftentimes feel that these shows are redundant. Okay, Joe Biden lied about gas prices again. Okay, the supply chain is still bad. Okay, we're still facing a baby formula shortage. Okay, this really isn't tied to Russia and Ukraine and Putin. But the reason why it's important for us to continue to hammer home the truth is because the Democrats will lie to us all day, every day. And one of the best examples of this is the abortion topic. Now, this is a picture of an abortion activist covered in blood, absolutely drenched in front of the Supreme Court of the United States. Now, a lot of these abortion activists have taken to the streets to spread straight up lies about what the overturn of Roe v. Wade means for women nationwide. Uh, The Hollywood Reporter uh, put this tweet out. It says, One Tree Hill star Hillary Burton opened up about her abortion and the days following the overturn of Roe v. Wade. Having an abortion after my fetus died allowed for my uterus to heal in a way that made it healthy enough to carry future pregnancies. To which Ali Beth Stuckey replies, You didn't get an abortion, you suffered a miscarriage. There are zero laws that prevent miscarriage care. Another example about how the media will lie to the point that women will die because they think that they can't get treatment for an ectopic pregnancy or a miscarriage. Those two treatments. Uh, those two procedures are not an abortion. They're entirely different. But these abortion activists, these Democrats and these liberals, they thrive off of fear. They thrive off of propaganda and they thrive off of lying to the American people who are dumb enough to listen to them. Now, this is another example. Uh, This is Nikki Freed, who I believe is a Democrat. Yep. In Florida, she's Florida's only statewide elected Democrat running for governor to lower costs and raise standards. So. Nikki Free posts this video of a young teenager, and she quotes, being arrested for protesting her own freedom. Let's watch this quick clip, and I'm going to explain to you again how Democrats lie and how they spread their propaganda. Lily, just <laughs> don't resist. Lily, don't resist, honey. It's <laughs> okay. I gotcha. No, no, the stage? you. you. You're right Lily, you're okay, bud. Okay, I got you. You're you're you. you. Mom's right behind you. You're okay. You're you're okay. okay. You're Don't you're
1: resist. Right. My name's Renew,
0: 7-6. What's, What's their name? Oh, they have to tell you that. All uh, right, hey, guys, breaking the law. Hey, you're okay, bud. Mom's right here. Lily, you're okay.
1: What's your name, sir?
0: Okay, so apparently this is a 13-year-old that was arrested. She wasn't even put in handcuffs because she was protesting for her rights and freedoms. I believe that she was protesting Roe v. Wade and the reason why she was arrested quote unquote, she was let out an hour later and she was back out protesting is because she was told that there was a noise noise ordinance. She wasn't supposed to be using her bullhorn and she was. She was asked three times before she was taken away to stop and she did it. But of course, what does this Democrat elected politician come forward and say on her Twitter? Does she provide any of those facts? Does she provide the fact that there was a pro-life activist who was arrested similarly for doing the exact same thing the week prior? No. She only says that this 13-year-old in Florida is having her freedom and rights taken away. And Florida doesn't have to look like this. It doesn't have to be a police state. It doesn't have to be an authoritarian dictatorship. Oh my gosh, Like, please elect me because Ron DeSantis is literally Hitler, you guys. This 13-year-old was literally just standing up for her rights and freedoms. She is protected by the First Amendment. No, if you don't listen to a noise ordinance and you get asked three times to stop doing something by the police and you don't do it, you're going to get taken away. You're going to face a consequence. So, So there's another blatant example of uh, the lies and misinformation that continue to come from the left every single day that are never censored, that are never silenced, that are continue to be propped up by the mainstream. Now, again, there was a horrific shooting. Uh, I believe it was in Illinois. I'm not going to I'm going to be honest with you guys. I didn't even really look into the details of this case because. When it comes to the mass shootings, I know that they get politicized. I know that unless you look into the story immediately, you're already going to be getting this specific narrative, whether it's from the right or the left. And of course the left immediately uh, politicized this. So this young girl that was involved in this shooting says, I can't believe I was in the middle of a mass shooting. I felt safe at this parade for 18 years and today I got hit with a bullet and nothing will change in America. This is ridiculous. And then I kid you not, This leftist woman feels that this is the opportune moment to say, I'm so sorry this happened to you and to everyone else there. It's awful. And these shootings just keep coming at us. Please register to vote if you haven't already. And apparently she has a history of just having the worst takes ever. Um, This woman, Joe, tweets out, President Biden isn't to blame for the price of gas. Vladimir Putin is. And then Anne says, her name's Anne Brenoff. She says, want a solution? Ride a bike, walk, get an electric bike, move closer, get solar, need more. And um, yeah, she basically just, uh, she spreads government propaganda. And I believe that she is a, a writer for the Huffington Post, potentially. All I know is that she's a liberal leftist and it's just like, it's exhausting. It's genuinely exhausting because Twitter will ban you for calling Ellen Page a former female but then allows people like this to run amok. Oh, well, let me go ahead and politicize a mass shooting and tell you to vote. Let me go ahead and let uh Eric Swalwell talk about how the uh, Highland Park shooting happened like all the other 314 mass shootings so far this year because of the GOP's gun policies choose killers over our kids to which um, many people responded, Illinois has a red flag law. Chicago has every gun control law imaginable. So... It's so funny to me because all these Democrats are trying to be like, oh, my gosh, we need more gun rights. This is absolutely horrible. Eric Swalwell going so far as to compare uh, Republican Congresswomen, Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene, to this shooter that shot up a Fourth of July parade and killed multiple people. This is, again, a sitting member of Congress. Um Trying to compare these congresswomen who he doesn't agree with to mass shooters and then trying to blame Republican gun laws and policy on why there was a mass shooting, despite the fact that Illinois has some of the strictest gun laws. I would say they have red flag gun laws. So explain that. Explain how a criminal got a gun and didn't listen to the rules or follow the rules. I believe he actually did uh, buy these guns legally and passed the background check in his state. I don't know how. He has a history of mental illness. Uh, I mean, What I would describe as mental illness, Uh, I believe that the FBI were looking into him. He just has a very sordid past and history. You can look into it yourself. Uh, To be quite honest with you guys, I just, these stories are so heartbreaking to me. And it frustrates me because the left continuously politicizes these issues instead of getting to the heart of the issue. And that is the fact that we are pumping up these young men full of big pharma medications that are causing depression, suicidal thoughts that are causing them to be mentally ill. Okay, we're not helping these people at all. And when I say bring back mental institutions, this is what I'm talking about. If we had a genuine FBI who actually focused in on these cases instead of focused in on demonizing your average law abiding American citizen, maybe we wouldn't have these types of issues. But again, our intelligence agencies are an absolute joke. Uh, another sad thing that happened um, out of the Highland Park parade, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because there is a GoFundMe for this young boy who is now an orphan. Uh, apparently, he was found wandering alone after the parade, and the reason why is because both of his parents were killed, and a fundraiser has been started for his... for. Uh, Irina, and Kevin McCarthy's two-year-old son, Aiden, as he grows up without them. Um, there's the GoFundMe right there if anybody would like to donate. I-, I wanted to highlight this because you know who didn't? Eric Swalwell, the same politician who politicized this issue. He didn't care about this young two-year-old boy who's now an orphan. He didn't name him. He didn't you know, send any, any type of condolence, even a tweet, okay? Because that's all this person does is send out these useless tweets. No recognition of this young boy who is now an orphan because of this senseless tragedy. The only thing that Democrats care about is themselves. And the people in America are getting tired of it. Even Democrats and left-leaning people are getting tired of it. Now, apparently there was a Somali concert in Ilhan Omar's district and 10,000 Somalis were there. And this is how they greeted Ilhan Omar. Again, like I said, even Democrats and leftists in Ilhan Omar's own district and Democrats nationwide getting extremely tired of the bad policy that continues to degrade our nation. Listen to how Ilhan Omar was greeted at the Somali concert. (laughs) Every single time she tried to talk, the booze got louder. People visibly giving her a thumbs down because Americans, okay, no matter which state they're in, no matter how good they're doing financially, how bad they're doing financially. Every single American is feeling the pain of the incompetent leadership of Biden's administration. Now, let's go ahead and take a peek at our southern border because Alejandro Mayorkas, the head of the DHS, had the audacity to say this about how Biden's administration is doing regarding the border. Do you think it's working?
1: I think that we are um, doing a good job
0: So, again, he goes on to say, but I think that we could be doing better, blah, blah, blah. You can listen to the whole transcript. But the fact that I think we're doing a good job came out of his mouth is absolutely atrocious. And it's a blatant lie. Another way we are being lied to is via our southern border crisis. And again, don't take my word for it. Per the UN, per the United Nations, they are now saying that Joe Biden's border is the deadliest land crossing in the world. President Joe Biden's border with Mexico is the deadliest land crossing in the world, according to a United Nations group, the International Organization for Migration. More than 1,200 lives have been lost during migration in the North, Central, and South Americas in 2021, among them at least 51 children. At least 728 of these deaths occurred on the United States-Mexico border crossing, making this the deadliest land crossing in the world. So uh, yeah, the DHS and Mallorcas are doing a great job. Most deadliest land crossing in the world, but let's keep going. Another headline from Breitbart, Texas border county officially declares invasion, urges governor to follow. Now, these poor Texas border cities have taken it upon themselves to declare an invasion on their cities and in our state here in Texas, because that is how bad the border crisis is getting. I have gone there myself. I've watched as thousands of illegal immigrants have poured into this country. It is a very much so an invasion. I was reading the Fox News article about this. Uh, I believe they had an attorney on, or an immigration lawyer who is basically talking about the nuts and bolts the minutia of uh, the terminology surrounding invasion and why governor greg abbott didn't want these uh, organizations and these cities to use that term because apparently i believe it's article 5 section 4 of the constitution which they're trying to invoke to say that they are being invaded if you look at the actual definition of it it would mean the the invasion of an army or well-organized militia from a foreign country. I don't have it in front of me. So it's a little bit more expansive than that, but they basically say that they're not going to, uh, you know, win in a court case by declaring this an invasion because technically it's not an invasion, but no, it actually is. And these Texas border cities, because the Biden administration refuses to help any part of this country they're having to declare this invasion themselves and they're having to beg and plead for help. Per Rachel Semmel on uh, Twitter, she says this is the first time in U.S. history that this has happened. Uh, this invasion plan was written over a year ago by the... Center for Renewing America, and Ken Cuccinelli, who is working with this group to, I guess, quell the border crossings. They've been working in Arizona and Texas to get states to this point. And she's responding to Bill Malusian, great border reporter from Fox News, who said several Texas counties, again, holding that press conference in Bracketville, Texas, where they plan to declare an invasion at the border. And um, yes, they're referencing... I believe that's Article Five, Section Four of the U.S. Constitution, which guarantees state federal protection from an invasion. Chip Roy of Texas says to the it's not an invasion crowd heavily armed Mexican cartels are pushing human beings and fentanyl for profit into America in violation of our sovereignty while expanding their reach into Texas at the expense increased danger and harm to Texans and I am going to be headed back to Eagle Pass and back to Yuma this month and I'm going to go talk to the residents of these cities and I'm going to go ask them how this illegal immigration has impacted them because guess what nobody in the media is doing that so I guess I have to be the one to do so we have amazing independent reporters, many of which are my friends that are at the border working tirelessly to show the flow of immigration of illegal immigration that is constantly happening at our border. Uh, So I wanna do my part and I wanna go into the cities and I wanna talk to the business owners. I wanna talk to the constituents, the residents of these neighborhoods at the border and ask them how illegal immigration has impacted them because I know it has. I've talked to the deputy constable in Eagle Pass and he's talked to me about some of those statistics of what the illegal immigration has done to his small city. So let's go talk to the actual residents since the mainstream media never will and they continue to lie to us. Uh, Again, from Breitbart, 192,000 migrants apprehended crossing the southwest border in June. Keep in mind that in the month of May, we had almost a quarter million border crossings. And since Joe Biden has been in office, we have had almost two million illegal immigrants cross into America. Per The Washington Post, U.S. border arrests rose to record high in May. Data shows Um Bill Malusian was back in Eagle Pass. He said, We just returned, and within less than 10 minutes, we already came across this group of migrants being processed by Border Patrol after crossing illegally. Del Rio Sector remains the epicenter of the border crisis. 1,800 plus illegal crossings here yesterday. And if you think that's bad, it's continuing to get worse with even the New Mexico governor pleading with Mayorkas, the DHS head, saying she has serious concerns about the migrant influx. She's requesting that the federal government delay any planned or expanded efforts to transport migrants to her state and a press release. The democratic governor said the move would dramatically affect the state's capacity to provide ongoing humanitarian assistance to wild wildlife relief efforts should pandemic related restrictions on as- asylum seekers be lifted. And we're not done guys. We're not done because this is how poorly Mallorca is doing. So, Remember those 53 migrants that were found dead in San Antonio after the cartel smuggled them in a giant semi-truck and then they died of heat stroke. Well, it seems that Mallorca has tried to place the blame on the migrants, basically saying that um, the incident is one result of what could happen when migrants take the dangerous journey to the United States. Uh, He said this during an appearance on CBS and yes, this is a true fact. Uh, this is one of the potential consequences that could happen in this very dangerous journey. But why are these illegal immigrants making this journey? Let's go ahead and take a peek. For the Washington Times, the DHS has erased a barrier to legal status for some illegal immigrants. So. Uh, Making it back into the U.S. after being ousted is irrelevant to an illegal immigrant's eligibility to apply for a new legal status, the Homeland Security Department's citizenship agency says in a new policy. In the past, U.S. citizenship and immigration services would have denied the application under a law that required one-time illegal immigrants to wait outside the country for up to 10 years before they would be eligible to apply to come back legally. But experts are now saying that the policy... um, does not require a wait elsewhere as long as the immigrant doesn't pop up on Homeland Security's radar during the waiting period. So what this article is saying is that DHS is basically allowing illegal immigrants to live in our country uh, scot-free, no consequence. Previously, if they did that, if they were found to uh, stay in America past that six-month or one-year period, then they would be deported for three or up to 10 years, and they would not be able to come back and legally apply for citizenship as a consequence for breaking our laws. But the DHS just did away with that. And that is why people are coming over here in mass. Also, remember that Mallorca himself was very pleased with the end of the Trump era remain in Mexico policy that would have uh, re-exported or I guess ejected migrants back to Mexico as they waited for their asylum claims to be filtered through. And just to give you guys the cherry on top of the border crisis cake per Newsmax, And another example of how our intelligence agencies absolutely hate us, the DOJ is suing Arizona over a law requiring proof of citizenship to vote. And it's just all so exhausting and ridiculous, okay? This is the Department of Justice. Our own Department of Justice, tasked with making sure that our country is abiding by laws, that we have a rule of law. I mean, you know, it sounds like that's what they should be doing. But uh, apparently in a lawsuit that they're arguing that um, this bill requiring people to show proof of citizenship and um, to be able to vote in our federal elections is a textbook violation of the National Voter Registration Act, and it violates uh, the terms of the Civil Rights Acts. So it's it's just exhausting. It's so exhausting. And I still have so much news to get to for you guys, and I'm, I'm hitting a wall here. But I'm going to power through and push through because the Dutch farmers and the farmers in the Netherlands that are pushing back against their corrupt government deserve it. They deserve everything in the world because this is basically the Canadian trucker protest, the Canadian trucker convoy 2.0 happening in the Netherlands because Agenda 2030, the World Economic Forum's policies of cutting nitrogen emissions down and basically putting farmers out of a job, their government over there is trying to implement this. And they're saying, no way, Jose. And they are now blockading the Netherlands and German uh, the border to Germany with tractors in protest of the World Economic Forum climate change policies of their government. Let's watch some of this B-roll so you guys can see what has been happening for the past couple of days in the Netherlands. So what you guys are seeing are semi-trucks and tractors as farmers go ahead and block those borders. Uh, We also have Dutch farmers who have blocked highways from other countries. Let me play you that B-roll while I commentate. (laughs) So these Dutch farmers have blocked highways from other countries, they've cut off media, food distribution centers, fuel, and then the fishermen have blocked the courts with their boats, the Netherlands at a complete standstill in response to their corrupt government, in response to the World Economic Forum that is trying to put these farmers that provide all of the food for their country And also are the, I believe, fifth largest exporter of agriculture. They're trying to send them a lesson and they're trying to tell the government, no, you're not going to do this to us. Dutch farmers have also purchased a tank to use to block distribution centers. For my podcast listeners, we're just running through the historic protests and the historic footage of what is currently going on in the Netherlands. I'll read the story for you while I play this B-roll. Dutch farmers protest climate mandates that would cut livestock by 30%. Per the Epoch Time, the nation is the world's fifth largest exporter of food. In some articles, I was reading that they were the second largest exporter, so not sure on that one. But the point is, is that they contribute a lot of uh, agricultural exports to not only their own nation, but to other countries worldwide. So if you thought there are, you know, Supply chain issues were bad. Just wait. Uh, Again, per the Epoch Times, Dutch farmers are continuing their demonstrations against a government climate policy that officials expect to end many farmers' livelihoods with organizers on Telegram planning July 4th protests they say will flatten the whole of Netherlands. And um, I'm going to play you guys some footage too of undercover police trying to infiltrate these peaceful protesters. They were found out and they were immediately pushed back. Let's watch that while I read the rest of this article. So this is a brawl that's happening. Uh, so the messages from these farmers call on concerned farmers and citizens to organize their own regional actions with the goal of closing all distribution centers for food supplies and all major polluters until the government changes its plans. The farmers who plan to protest at many of the nation's airports specifically mention uh full or Iden Colvin. So they're shutting down airports. They're shutting down these distribution centers and they're making their voices heard. They're telling their government, no, you are not going to ruin our livelihoods. Uh, Again, per Euronews.green, Dutch farmers and fishermen block roads to protest new emission rules. Farmers revolt against Dutch government after it tries implementing green policies. This is from Rebel News. And I have this amazing thread because this type of revolution, this type of fighting spirit is not just happening in the Netherlands, it is actually happening worldwide. The media, of course, just isn't reporting on it. This is an incredible thread by Liberty Lockdown with Clint Russell, and he talks about the American spirit of revolution, a thread. Modern day revolts are happening everywhere and they aren't being reported on. The Great Reset and inflation from lockdowns and central bank printing have pushed people to their breaking point. And he shows these videos of people looting grocery stores. Um, the one that I'm playing right now, I'm not sure which country this is in, um, but he goes on to say that the Dutch have had their farming industry put into such disarray by the Green New Deal insanity that they have decided that enough is enough. They're the second largest agricultural exporter in the world. This impacts the globe and they aren't playing around. Again, you are seeing these pictures. The road absolutely jam-packed with tractors as Dutch farmers block around 20 supermarket distribution centers across the country in protest against the government's nitrogen policy. They've also taken to spraying manure on government buildings to send their message. And again, this is all to reduce nitrogen use. Uh, he makes the point that the government will drive you to starvation over these green policy uh, insane nonsense restrictions and lockdowns and, you know, slashes. He says that these protests have brought the Netherlands to a standstill economically. And guess what? It's a media blackout. And that it is. If you read a lot of these media articles, it really doesn't get into the nuts and bolts as to why these farmers are really so upset. It doesn't get into the fact that a lot of these farmers will be out of a job, that their livelihoods are being taken away from them by this corrupt government, because that's exactly what it is. If you shut down the farmers, if you shut down the food supply, it's going to be global chaos, as we're already seeing. He goes on to say that in uh, Ghana, they have a 25% inflation rate and they've had enough. And he shows video of protests. Again, this has all gone so underreported that... We're having to find these various videos um, from uh, different sources on Twitter. So again, I'm not sure when this video came out, uh, but he is referencing here that in Ghana, they are having their own protest in Sri Lanka. That's been popping off for months now as the government is bankrupt. Oh, and they were attempting to go green to receive funding under the absolutely sinister investment framework known as ESG. And we're going to get into a little bit what's going on in Sri Lanka. Uh, Please stay tuned for that because it's actually a a very strong warning as to what is going to happen to the U.S. if we allow the Biden administration to continue on. And if we uh, continue to push these green policies on the world, uh, Sri Lanka, a great example, I believe that they're currently dealing with a 30% inflation rate. Their government is uh, printing money to pay government employees because they've absolutely run out of currency because they were importing more than they were exporting. Uh, and they have no more money to import anything Anymore. They're not making any money. They can't even import uh, diesel or gas into their country. So, um, They have about a day of fuel remaining, and they have now rationed the people. Anybody with a a regular civilian basically can't go get gas, and the military is defending gas stations in Sri Lanka right now. So that's the absolute state of their government. It's an economic collapse. The people are revolting. The government guarding the gas stations with guns. The people don't seem to be armed. Again, that's why 2A is important. But uh, the gas being rationed, the people not allowed to go to work. It's an absolute decay over there. And you're seeing um, the the chaos that is ensuing from this government mismanagement. So this is the Sri Lankan presidential palace. And you see hundreds of thousands of people outside of the palace in protest. You also have protests in Chile and Ecuador as well. Um, Ecuador, same story. Cost of food and fuel. Spanish farmers are blocking highways to protest the cost of fuel. And then he ends the thread with, when they talk about sustainability, it means communism. When they say go green, you should hear food shortages, freezing homes, and brutal inflation. This is not an accident. This is all planned and has been for decades now. And only you can stop it. And going back to uh, what is going on in Sri Lanka, again, those citizens are being denied gasoline at gunpoint. And the country in a complete economic Crisis. Um, they're halting sales of fuel to ordinary people until July 10th. Uh, it's thought to be the first country to do this since the 1970s. Officials said it had less than a week's worth of fuel left for essential services. The schools have been closed. The country's 22 million residents have been asked to work from home. There's food shortages. The cost of fuel has gone up. Uh, inflation, like I said, running at 30%. There's been power cuts, a uh, lack of medicine has brought the health system over there to the verge of collapse. So this is what government mismanagement looks like. And again, just to reiterate, uh, Sri Lanka's foreign currency reserves have run dry. They failed to make their payments on foreign debts. They are printing money and currency over there. They were importing much more than they were exporting, and they're bankrupt now. Granted, you know, this is happening in America on a much larger scale or a much bigger country, and... Obviously, this isn't going to happen to us overnight, but this should be a very... Dire warning as to where our country could be headed if we continue to allow our our federal reserve to print money and and the media lie to us about how inflation rates are actually a good thing. If we continue to let Joe Biden blame rising gas prices and the food shortages on Putin and on the war in Russia and Ukraine. No, we need to hold our corrupt uh, politicians and our corrupt media responsible for all of the lies and propaganda that they are spreading because their lies today equal our demise tomorrow. And with that, I am ending the show. Thank you guys so much for sticking around. And um, just kidding, I lied. Two more quick articles for you here because if things start getting weird, apparently uh, CERN's Large Hadron Collider fired up for the third third time to unlock more secrets of the universe. So things seem a little bit weird. Maybe that's why. Apparently this is the Earth's most powerful particle accelerator and it proved the existence of a subatomic particle called the higgs Boson, thought to be a fundamental building block of the universe. So these CERN scientists, and I believe this is on the Swiss uh, and French border, they're playing with this powerful particle accelerator. Many people making jokes that this is going to send us into a different dimension. Um, But uh, yeah, weird that that's happening. And then the very next day, because this came out yesterday, the Georgia Guidestones were blown up. That's something that happened today. It was kind of crazy. If you guys have never looked into the Georgia Guidestones, you absolutely should. They're um, four pillars. And they talk about uh, eugenics keeping the human population at, I believe it was at 500 million. So it was talking about uh, depopulation efforts. It was kind of crazy. Nobody knew how they got there. Uh, Very weird. And apparently it was the one pillar that talked about eugenics and depopulation that was blown up. Uh, The four Georgia Guidestones have since been completely taken down. So very interesting on that front. And with that, I'm ending the show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, This one was definitely a a marathon. We got through a lot of stories and I'm so happy that we did because it's very important that you guys keep up to date on what is happening. And it is so important that you are continuously slashing through the lies and propaganda that our government and that our media is targeting us with every single day. Again, if you like the show, please go leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I read every single one. Please go to my website, sassisofficial.com. I have started sending out emails on my email list. Oftentimes, you guys don't get notifications when I go live here on YouTube. Oftentimes, I get censored from a new platform, and you guys say, hey, where's Sav? Go to my website. Sign up for that email list. If I'm ever censored, you're going to get an email about it. If I am going on a a show appearance, you guys will get an email about it. Or if I'm going live here on YouTube, you will get a for sure notification. So go sign up there. Uh, Go leave that five-star review. And if you like the show, please leave a like. Please share. And um, please Yeah, please uh, follow on Rumble Odyssey, all that good stuff. Thank you guys so much for the support always and for sticking with me through this very black-pilled episode. My name is Savannah Hernandez, and I appreciate you guys being here.